So Ivan, you're in Bogota and after the momentous win by Petro last Sunday, how, how are you feeling the country's reacting to that? Well, it was obviously a hugely uh, historic event in, in terms of the first uh, the, the election of the first ever left wing uh, president in, in Colombia. I mean, in, in some ways it had been expected. Petro has been leading a campaign uh, for well over a year. There were huge protests against the, the social and political status quo last year. He captured a lot of that energy. Uh, he had a very strong run in the first round of polling in, in May, but there was a lot of opposition to him. There has been a lot of opposition in Colombia. He had a very strong uh, a contender against him in the second round, uh, Rodolfo Hernandez. And so really up until the, the, the results started coming in on Sunday night, no one was entirely sure what would happen. And he won. And uh, obviously a lot of people had been fearing uh, that very result. And now that those fears have come to pass, they are wondering what might happen. Renata, I mean, you are yourself Colombian, you know and understand politics uh, here in this country uh, very well. What are you hearing from people on the ground? Well, I think it's been sort of interesting, the completely radically opposite reactions to the win, right? I think I have never in my life, and I'm a 50-year-old Colombian person, I do not remember ever people celebrating on, on the streets the, the some candidates' triumph. So it, it is clear that Pedro and I think Francia Marquez, his vice president, have really touched um, a core of certain sectors of society that have felt always excluded, that have felt that they don't count um, as a political voice. And, and so clearly, I think those demonstrations on the street speak to that. But on the other hand, um, we've also seen um, a lot of really uh, pessimist uh, views of what the future is going to bring, a lot of alarm among the elites and the, uh, especially the economic sectors, a lot of people threatening to abandon the country, um, and honestly also some really ugly racist and classist comments, I think in particular because Francia Marquez is the first um, Afro-Colombian woman to have such a position. Um, people have just been coming out with all of these um, resentment and just stereotyping of her, which is going to be pretty difficult to swallow, uh, but also sort of interesting as a way of the country to confront really these, these kind of nasty uh, instincts that a lot of people have and that will have to be reviewed. Do you do you think, Ivan, that um, people in Colombia are in general pessimist or optimist in this? I mean, in there's no doubt that he tapped, uh, Petro and Francia obviously tapped into this huge uh, desire for change, the discontent, uh, which had grown a lot uh, worse, obviously, during the pandemic and the lockdowns and the, you know, the economic contraction that they, that they brought. And you're absolutely right. You know, it's amazing when you look at the voting patterns uh, where Petro won, where he was ratcheting up huge majorities in some of the most conflict affected the poorest regions of Colombia. And, and people were turning out in, in you know, in Nariño, in Cauca, in Chocó, um, uh, um, and obviously in the capital, in Bogotá as well, turning out uh, in numbers which are rarely seen in a presidential election. So there was that tide of hope. But you're absolutely right. You know, changing the status quo in Colombia is not easy. And there's a lot of resistance to that. Colombia has been, in some ways, you know, a model of, of stability and continuity. It's a highly unequal country. It's a highly stratified country. 
power, political power has remained in the hands of a, a fairly narrow elite for a very long period of time. And yet all of that has been has changed. But the question now is, so what will Petro do? He's got a very ambitious you know, series of reforms planned in, you know, in energy policy, in, in questions of distribution, in questions of taxation, obviously in dealing with conflict and insecurity. Um, but the question is, how, how, how fast will he go? How dramatic and draconian will he get? How much power will he try to impose? Uh, at the moment, as far as I can see, Renata, he's sending some fairly moderate signals. What would you say? Yeah, and I think it's very... Um... It's been very good to see how, for example, Cesar Gaviria from the Liberal Party has decided to cooperate with him. He called for a national agreement that has been well received. At least uh, most of the unions and the business sectors came out with very reassuring messages the first day. So I am hoping that this signaling of the classical uh, political parties and some of the elites to, okay, let's work together, let's not make a massive mistake because uh, an overreaction from the opposition can be as bad as a, a, a big mistake that, that might be um, on the side of the government. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that this means that there is going to be a path forward that can bring people together. But, I think you know, you're absolutely right, Renata. I mean, I, I, I think that Petro has got to reach to build that coalition and the signs are good so far. His victory speech was notably moderate on many issues, not trying to upset the business classes. But it's also a question of those more conservative sectors in society that you very rightly identified. Some of them was fairly, fairly difficult, nasty belief systems of reaching out to a Petro government and admitting, you know, the time for change is now. And, and this is what people are demanding. Thanks so much.